You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. GMAD. Don is a pastor with 40 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you are. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How you doing? Doing good. Good. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. We got a great group of questions here. So, well, not really questions. It's going to be a, uh, Mm. you're going to have to kind of polish some of these things that we found that uh, are things that might be confusing to people. Oh. I like to kind of go through the Bible, kind of like what we did with like slavery, Mm -hmm. where it's like, ooh, this one's kind of yucky. Let's help me put a bow on it. The messy issues of the Bible. Yes. But first... First, I've got a question. Is something that I was said at a, a family gathering that we had, and I had a hard time saying figuring out where to go with it. Oh, okay, family thing. So, true or false? Jesus only loves sinners. No, he loves everyone. I know, but aren't we all sinners? True. Yeah. Trick question. Yeah. Got done. Mm-hmm. Boy, you guys, I'm excited. That was, I was, I, here, I was here, hoping here, you, let's make yep. sure you get a pat right, on your back no. for that. And if one. you're just listening, yes. I got a good pat on the back. All okay. right. So we could do it loud enough. They could hear. Oh I, yeah. <laughs> I might be able to add some in there to make it sound really enthusiastic. So is it true or false? Well, it's true. Okay. We are all sinners. Right. And saved only by the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yes, okay, you did well. Well done, Alex. All right, so these these ones these questions are like uh, things that people might misread in the Bible, or I don't think any of these things are like used as like you know doctrinal pieces. Yeah, or like evidence that someone had. Be like, well, the Bible says this, but they're still misinterpreted sometimes. Okay, so the first one comes from Luke. Chapter 14, verse 26. Okay, can I've I look it up? It. Yeah, you can look it up. Okay. But um, what I have is, if anyone, co- and we're getting rain right now, and this would be a, this would be about two, this would be last Wednesday for whoever's listening when we recorded. Um, but man, we're glad to have that rain. Amen. I'm looking at the sweet corn patch saying, oh boy, we gotta, we're going to be bagging next week and processing it, and I hope there's lots of it. And we've got the oh, neighbor who yeah. said he's been sitting out on his porch with his rifle and just <laughs> piling up raccoons. So yeah, you got to fend that sweet corn. Uh-huh. We'll mm-hmm. have to give him a gift basket. So um, I guess you got it open. So do you want to read it? Which one? Uh, 26. 14, chapter 14, verse 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and his children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Yuck. Yuck. I don't like that. I don't want to hate my family. No. Why is that a requirement to hate my family? Well, he goes on and says, anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Oh. So it is a a way of saying nothing can be more important than Jesus when we're his disciple. Mm -hmm. And and he was really, really pretty direct about it. I mean, if he talked about uh, plowing. Yeah, you get, if, if you turn away from the plow and don't look straight forward, you're not going to plow well. Yeah, uh, John, that's in John nine. Uh, 
those, those illustrations that Jesus gives us about what it means to be a disciple means that all of our passion needs to be that direct first. Right. Doesn't say you can't have mom and dad. Doesn't right. say you can't. It's just the, the attitude, the emotion directed towards them needs to be more negative than it is towards him. Right. I see that. Yeah, that makes sense. It creates that proper view of that hierarchy. Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes we put it as, if you're just listening to podcasts, I'm gonna give you like, you know, the, I've had it up to here with you kids kind of mm -hmm. motion, but Jesus way up here. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we like to just go just a little bit down and say, you know, spouse mm -hmm. and then kid, 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 mm -hmm. you know, extended family, brother, you know, neighbors, but really that gap between Jesus and everybody else should be much greater right. than we want it to actually be. And then on the other side, he's going to say, love your brother. Right. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. <laughs> so that's the tricky part because it almost seems like it's... And, and, you know, we are going to... Okay, whether we like it or not, we love ourselves. Oh, yeah. And so he's right in saying that. Yeah. And so when he says in this passage, you know, even his own life, he can't be my disciple. Mm -hmm. Yep. He's trying to put things... Help us as people right to put things in perspective so when he says in um, mark chapter 12 29 to 31 love the lord your god with all of your heart all your soul all your mind all your strength and the second is like unto it love your neighbor as yourself then he's coming here in, in 1426 and saying and, and you've got to hate all that right to be my disciple right yeah you got to love god first Right. Well, it's hard. And, to... and, and the, that's not unique to Jesus. Mm -hmm. We need to remember that that call from Matthew or Mark chapter 12 goes all the way back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 8 and 9. That's the, the Summa. Yeah. It, it, it's a call that the God gave his people way back. Yeah. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Good. All right. The second one. And we've kind of done this one before, but Matthew chapter 10, verse 34, and it says, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Right. So I think when we take this Christianity thing as saying, okay, let's all be at peace with each other, that we're probably not capturing right. what's going to happen. I mean, in real life, when we bring the gospel. Yeah. Because it will be abrasive at times. Right. Even though it's the love of Almighty God and we're communicating the love of Almighty God, it is not going to set well with people. Mm -hmm. And so it's not going to make peace in a house many times. Right. It's going to stir things up. Yep. And in that passage, which one? It's 10? 34. Yeah, there's probably some context in there that's missing. Yeah. So uh, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword, a man against his father, a daughter against her mother. It's almost like what we had in Luke chapter 14. And anyone who loves his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone yeah. who loves his son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Mm -hmm. And then it goes into the carry up, uh, take up my cro his cross and follow me. He who receives me and he who receives the one who sent me. Uh Anyone who gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones is my disciple. Mm -hmm. 
so it's a whole change of perspective right from what we would normally want to do yeah out of the midst of our emotions to putting god first right yeah as we know him through jesus christ yep and the movement of the holy spirit that's right it seems like it's a very it's 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 aggressive it's uh um it's very powerful it, it it it's convicting and it's kind of that not rebuke but course change he gives us to be like yeah yeah i said all these things on how to treat people you know i give you all this stuff on how to love your wife and they'll read all these passages at weddings until the end of time mm-hmm. but don't forget the most important part is the relationship we have together right that's why i'm saying it this way and, and that that I've not come to bring peace. In other words, I've, he did come to bring peace, but not the way we look yeah, at it. Yeah. And so, so many times when the gospel comes into a household, it actually comes into a lot of brokenness mm-hmm. and actually almost breaks us down even yeah. more until we get to the point that we realize in John, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. Now that's pretty cool stuff. Oh yeah. But it, we only get there. At least I'm talking about myself. We only get there from a point of brokenness. Mm-hmm. When we realize we're at the end of ourselves, yep. and we need God's forgiveness. Yeah. Very good. Flipping the page. <clears throat> Mark, chapter three. Verse 29, whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. Yeah, pretty spicy. And this one, the the interpretation of this is really all over the map. It really is. I come from the angle that, uh, and that's also in Matthew 12, 31 and Luke 12, 10. So it's it's in three of the synoptic gospels. we, I think it is real easy, even for us as Christians, to put the Holy Spirit as a sort of little appendage right. on the Trinity. And I think the emphasis here is that the Holy Spirit is just as much need of honor as Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm. For any believer who knows Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the, the holiness of the Holy Spirit it needs as much reverence. What's interesting is Jesus never says this about himself. So Jesus, at least in his earthly ministry and how he speaks to his disciples, actually makes the Holy Spirit higher. Yeah. Well, he wants you to know how important it is. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a really hard one. Yeah. To think that there's something that couldn't be, could not be forgiven. Right. And who is saying this? Is this Jesus that was saying this? Is Jesus saying okay. this? Yeah. Yep. He said this because they were saying he has an evil spirit in mm-hmm. verse 10. Yep. Uh, they were, or 30, excuse me. They were trying to say that Jesus was casting out evil spirits by him being an evil. Right. And uh, that didn't measure up. Right. So Jesus put it, put it very tersely. Yep. Made it very, you guys be careful here. Right. Because if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, that can't be forgiven. Right. And uh, I believe it. Yeah. 
I think that's one of the interpretations too, is that he was using that. He said that because he was trying to make a strong point. Very strong point. Yeah. And in our own daily lives, he's not really making that strong point is what some people would say. He's like, oh, we're not accusing him of being a, a, you know, a demon of, of an unholy spirit. So no big deal if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit. It's like, no. Right. Because we still live in this world. And well, and I, I go to as far here, here's I'm being a little ornery to say that if you discount that the Holy Spirit could do today what it did at that time, mm-hmm. that could be saying naughty about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Blaspheme? Well, maybe not. But uh, I think we have to be careful as Christians yeah. to not negate what the Holy Spirit could do right. today. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a perfect part of that. Godhead that brings you into that relationship. Would that be accurate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's our counselor on the here and now. Yep. Uh, I did have a quote from Martin Luther said that uh, he wrote that the sin against the Holy Spirit is blaspheming his work and office, which brings not God's command and wrath, but pure grace and the forgiveness of all sins. Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I could buy okay. that. Okay. Okay. Yep. Sorry about that. Grace is sort of hard for us to get a hold of too. So a lot of it yeah. is, uh, you know, it's it's. I feel like I'm always kind of like, oh, I understand, and then up to a time later, it's like, man, I'm having a hard time figuring that out. I thought I had a good grasp on it, mm-hmm. and then I just got to come right back and be figure a, it all. Be a pastor of forty years and have that challenge. Yeah, yeah. I bet. yeah God's always about that. Yeah, uh-huh. He's still defining Himself in our own minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Um, The next one comes from Luke chapter 16, verse 9. It says, Make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, (laughs) so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwelling. May receive you into the eternal dwelling. Mm -hmm. Make friends through unrighteous wealth. Well, he's saying money isn't, isn't holy. Right. He's being a, it's a, it's a parable of shrewd manager. So it's how, how, how did this shrewd manager get the job done? He got the do- job done by taking each one's debt. And since he knew he was leave, being forced out of office, he lowered everybody's debt. Mm-hmm. And so got in their good graces. It wasn't his money he was losing. Right. It was somebody, it was the, man, the uh, person he was serving. Right. That was losing the money, but he wanted to be in the good graces of somebody else. So how can we, we use filthy lucre to get in the good graces of others? He's saying that's all right. He's saying that's okay. Using money to get in the good graces of others. Explain that one a little bit to me. Okay, so... Uh, this is a concept I have not yet... Uh, well, it's very, it's very pr- provocative. Okay. Okay, I so... I like that. That... That would say, so I've got uh, a fellow who doesn't believe like I believe. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take him to lunch. Okay. I'm going to invest his life. Okay. I'm going to make sure, you know, if he has a need, I take care of the need. What does the unrighteous wealth part have to do with it? Oh, it's money. It's just just money. I mean, it's just money is a tender out there that we do commodity training. Right. And, And so he's saying, you know, just use it as a tool. Okay. It's neither righteous nor unrighteous. Okay. It's how we use it that makes it either. I see. 
So let's say we wanted to get some more people to come to church, and we paid them. That would be right at the edge of unrighteous, yes. But uh, I, I had a plan a long time ago that we have a uh, a shotgun raffle. So if you came to church first time, put your name in a hat, and we'll draw it at the end of the service. Someone gets home with a new shotgun. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to think about that. There was a laughing bit. involved. Yes, uh, it wasn't yeah. a serious thing, but there. Uh, I but the idea was, let's yeah. do something that draws people in. Yeah, and, and a raffle. Yeah, okay. No one was saying anything, so I thought I'd throw that in there. Mm-hmm. Get the uh, and you're good at creative that. juices flowing. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, probably got some juices flowing, uh, and that's. I would say that fits this illustration. Okay, that fits this illustration. Okay, okay, all right. Maybe not the best, but okay. Yeah, but it fits the illustration. How are we going to create the, the atmosphere where people can accept Jesus? We've got to get them somehow within ear uh, to where it can be said mm-hmm. and uh, talked about. And right now, I think a lot of ears are shut yeah. to what could be said. So maybe, maybe we need to be this shrewd. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. It's hard. It's sometimes it's easy to overlook what a church is doing, especially if it's a giant church and they give a couple million dollars to a certain project. Because um, you know you can go back and look at their finances and say, "Hey, you gave two million to that, but you guys last year brought in seventy million. Where mm-hmm. the rest of it go?" And yeah, where did the rest of it go? I mean, that'd be a good question, I guess. But um, I guess you never really know. But that one's kind of tough too. Yeah. Well, you know, we can give account to other people, mm-hmm. but in reality. At the end of time, we've got to give an account to God for everything we do. Yep. So uh, the challenge to every church out yep. there to be watching what they're investing in. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, the next one, and this might be the last one. It is the last one. So this one comes from Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. And I feel like you could probably do this one off the top of your head. <laughs> no? Okay, 48. I know where you're at. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it says, you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. That is a nudge for us to try to be as righteous as God. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're not going to make it. You know, We're always going to mess up because we aren't God. Right. But a nudge to do it is a lot better than saying, well, I can't do it, so I'm not even going to try. Right. And, and especially in this passage where it's saying, you know, love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Pray for your enemies. Yeah, do good to those who persecute you. Uh, recognizing that God in His heaven causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, sends rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Right. So He's saying, be like God. Yeah. God gives it out, whether it ever comes back. I mean, with the problem with having God as the standard is that He's setting the bar so impossibly high. True. Okay, but you always like a good challenge. Yeah. I mean, you're up to the challenge. Yeah. So God says, hey, be like me. Okay. Set that as your goal. Yeah. I, I, I sort of like, <clears throat> and maybe it's my cop-out, I sort of set the high, the, the, the goal for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and praise the Lord, God gave us Jesus. He gave us an earthly example of his divine nature. And so through the Gospels and watching how the disciples interacted with Jesus, I get sort of an idea what that righteousness looks like. Yeah. And so if I follow Jesus or the what would Jesus do kind of thing, 
then I at least am getting partly to the goal. Yeah. That is a big challenge. That is a big challenge. Well, I mean, do you ever rise to a challenge that isn't big? I mean, if you could attain it, what's the challenge? That's a good point. So we always need to to be moving towards the, that illustration that he gives us to be perfect. Yeah, and yes. not to give up. Yeah, not to give up. That's right. All right, Don, that's good for this week. Will you pray us out? I can do that. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for everybody who's listening. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that in this interaction, you would be glorified. May all the honor and glory come to you, Lord, for any good that comes out of these broadcasts. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us this week. You know, we love all of you. Um, uh, we wouldn't continue to do this if, if there weren't people that were actually watching and right. engaging with us. And um, if and you, you want... Go ahead. The feedback is important. We're enjoying yep. it. Yes. Yep. So wherever you are, wherever you consume it, if you want to email us in at tmatask.gmail.com and ask a question, um, we're just looking for some more interaction with Amen. everyone. And uh, and it's even more helpful if it's interaction that you're interested in. Yeah. You know, we, we could talk all day. Right. Right. That's true. We do want it to have traction. And even if we've already talked about it before and it's been a year ago or something, we'll still hit on it because... Um, I know my, my 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 opinions change every once in a while, or maybe there's another little extra thing to throw in. A nuance that's, that's new. That's right. Yeah, I was in, interesting. You know, we I was in a Bible study and we were talking about something. I said, "Oh, we talked about that in TMAD," and I thought it was oh, it was one of the first ones. Well, it was almost a year into our broadcast oh, yeah? together, and so I had to look it up to mm -hmm. find out where to even send them. So we've we've been at this a while, but it doesn't mean we've answered all the questions, and it doesn't mean we fleshed it out as much as we could. Right. So let's do it. That's good. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us this week. We will see you next week. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.